Are you experienced? Have you ever been experienced? back with another episode of the anarchist experience episode 451 aka year 9 week 27 coming at you this week as always i am your host mr richie rich along with mc and ks and since this is your regularly scheduled saturday broadcast we're on the old clubhouse uh the club is the anarchist experience or you can at me at riches for rich r-i-c-h-e-s the number four r-i-c-h um and i will hit the little button uh, to invite you into the club when we go live, but we are live uh, starting around 3 p.m. Eastern Time Saturday. Uh, that's when when we do the live show, so if you want to participate, which you never have in the past, uh, please join us there. This is the post-Thanksgiving edition of the Anarchist Experience, so still holiday fatigue, but anything you guys want to say about that or give thanks usually we do like the reading from the Mises website of the the truth about thanksgiving but i think that's well played out in my life at this point so what's good with you guys um we didn't talk about it last week because it didn't happen yet i guess right um and anarcho anarcho capitalists won the seat i guess presidency of argentina yes so yeah yeah give me your thoughts and then i have a headline uh related to that so maybe we'll just jump straight into headlines but your, your thoughts, the anarcho-capitalist president, Javier Millet. There's a whole bunch of people so, very excited so, about this. So he he has to rename Argentina to Ancapistan. Okay. <laughs> Please. <laughs> if he does that, I'll move there. <laughs> I'm, I'm kind of with it. Like I, when it happened, I think I sent you a message, MC, like, is it time to move to Argentina? Um I that you know I said that in jest. I am mm-hmm. much more skeptical than the average libertarian at this point. Oh sure, but what do you know? Is it is it worth the move? Like, do you really think? Do you really think from his presidential seat, um, number one, that he's going to affect the policy change that you know libertarians anarchists would like? And number two, do you think he's uncorruptible? Uh, insofar as we always say, absolute power corrupts absolutely. And the like, more likelihood is that he'll just be another status by the middle of his term, or definitely by the end of his term. Um, we'll see. I th- I think his heart is in the right place, and his his uh, principles are in the right place. I think it's going to be a matter of him dealing with Congress, or maybe even uh, whatever his strategy is to uh, get past them. Okay. So, for example, he could just. Um, so this is this is what the left is afraid of. They, they think that if somebody comes to power and they start chopping off arms of the government, that that is authoritarian. Yeah. And so, you know, I get their point like, oh, well, you can't you can't do this all by yourself. But it's like if you're if your aim is to reduce government, then it's not authoritarian. But it's uh, it definitely doesn't have everybody's approval even right. if you have the majority. So there's going to be people that are going to be pissed off. And so so maybe he can do that and maybe he can't. Um, we'll see. Well, his I mean, big one's the central bank, right? Sure. Like, slash it. Just completely neuter the central bank or eliminate it completely, yeah. um, at least in Argentina. Right? Like that's, and so then the solution is dollars and Bitcoin. Well, and that's, you're correct. And I don't, you know, from, from an ANCAP perspective, right, like, is Argentina better off on the U.S. dollar? Probably. Okay. Yeah, yeah, much better. But um, is that? I mean, that's the currency than, you really want to go to. Like, it, I mean, I, ideally, you would just be open to all. Okay. And maybe you. I don't. I don't know if it's valid or not. But uh, well, if you're truly, an, if you're truly an ANCAP, right? Don't you go like we're not going to tie anything to anything. We will let the market decide. And consumers can take uh, producers and consumers can figure it out in the marketplace, right? This store takes Bitcoin. This store takes dollars. This store takes whatever the BRICS money thing is going to be. 
This yeah. store tilts I mean, six to Argentine peso. And that, and that's where, you know, me me and you probably disagree a little bit. Um, because like if you if you go all the way down that road, well, then that, that government in Argentina can't collect taxes. And he's an anarcho capitalist. He's not supposed to be collecting taxes. I mean, maybe that's what you're trying to get to, but at the moment, you know, he, he needs some type of uh force to get rid of the force. <laughs> you know, he, okay. he can't so I don't I don't know like maybe this will happen all really, really fast and the government will just disappear, never come back. But I kind of doubt that. <laughs> you know? well, my guess is that um, with 140% inflation of the peso, most people are already using the dollars. He's just legalizing it, saying, okay, it's, not, it's no longer illegal to be using those dollars that you're already okay. using. So they're already out there. So it's, my, it's, my, it's always been my position to be on the extreme, right? Like I, I am the far end of the Overton window if I'm not already beyond it. And then everyone catches up to me. And in so doing, whatever you guys talk about at your libertarian meetings sounds reasonable by comparison to the general public, right? So if you're saying that the dollar is an intermediary step or that people are already using it, fine, right? But I, I will still, you know, be on the extreme. And if he's, if he's going to put on the, the black and gold costume, right, as Mr. President ANCAP, right, he's got to say some ANCAP shit. Like, you know, this is, this is transitory, Right. If if anything at all, if they're already using the dollar, then whilst legalizing the dollar, he could legalize everything. That's my point. If you're gonna if you're gonna if it needs to be legalized, legalize everything. Let people pay in whatever they want, as long as both parties agree on the terms of the payment. Yeah, and I'm guessing that that's what it is. I mean, he's probably think too the fact that he is saying things in ways that the general public can can grasp can. Can you hear me? Okay. Yep, you're fine. Yeah. Uh, he's saying things in a way that the general Sorry. public can grasp. Um, but if he calls himself ANCAP, that's that's a pretty uh, bold assertion because most people didn't even know what that was. And he and anarcho-capitalist is a is a very very radical uh, term on the on the general political scene. Almost nobody in the mainstream media knew what it meant, and so they had to sort of start researching it, find out what it meant. And so that was a big step, although, as uh, MC pointed out, they instantly call it authoritarian. <laughs> uh, who wants to reduce government? Such a contradiction there. But, um, well, because one man slashing the government without the, without the support of the people? Well, he, I think everybody rec- recognizes that he can't do it by himself. It has to be done by parliament, although there are certain things that, I mean, in, in this country, too, you know, Joe Biden can say, well, we forgive all... Uh, all um, student loans uh, by decree, and then uh, he's checked on it because, well, no, the Supreme Court said, "Sorry, you can't, you can't yeah. do that." Um, and the, the same thing would be in Argentina, I'm sure. Well, okay, and so this is I, ignorance. I Go ahead, MC. I think you're missing the, the point that I had. Is maybe he can actually do it himself. He might need a small police force to arrest some people and re- and really put the fear into people. And and I don't know if he's going to go that route or if he's going to go. Uh, a more nicer route of oh okay yeah we'll 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 have a vote in Congress to get rid of this department. I really don't know. I have no idea. He the the way he presents himself as I'm just going to do it, you know, and you okay. can't stop me, and you should be afraid. So I I don't know how diplomatic he is. I'd, he doesn't he appear to a- be very diplomatic at all. Like That's I've, what I'm saying. I've read so, a whole I- bunch of subtitled <laughs> interviews. <laughs> And generally, yeah, that, I'm I'm enjoying myself. Oh yeah, so I don't I don't know how how uh, diplomatic he's going to be. Um, it'll so it'll be really interesting to see how how he does that. Um, and has he ever held a, a political position before? That I don't know. He, I know he's a soccer yes, player. Yes, he was uh, elected to the to the uh, Congress. Um, okay, one term before. So I mean, he was okay. So he knows how the system term. works, and he's willing to play the game and so you know maybe it'll go that route um i don't know i i could honestly i could see him uh just from his rhetoric like just arresting people in the central bank just so they don't get you know any funny ideas and they just get out of town (laughs) just lock it so they can't go to work (laughs) (laughs) i mean that's yeah lock them out or or lock them in i don't care um (laughs) because they they did that in in iceland you know that the they tried to say that 
oh, well, Iceland, you, you owe us all this money. And Iceland was like, oh, yeah? <laughs> we'll just arrest the bankers. Oh, we don't owe you anything anymore, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. Yeah, that I, I don't know if I'd want to see that, right? But I, I would want to see, you know, the the invitation for others, other banks and payment systems or whatever, other currencies to mm-hmm. flood the market, right, and outcompete the central bank. Like I don't. Yeah, well, what do you What do you do with the existing bank that says, "Oh, Argentina and its people, you you owe a trillion dollars to us." What do you do about that? Uh, well, is it legit? Is it legitimate debt? Because then you got to figure well, out a way. How to pay How it. can it be? Le- how can it be legitimate? Well, the, then you just the, tell them the, the fuck previous, off. The previous government and yeah. its cronies, of course, went into debt. It's, okay. it's like saying, "Hey, does the U.S. population actually owe you know forty trillion dollars?" Well, like, then you just tell them to fuck <laughs> off. Right. Write, write it off. Here, exactly. Here's yeah. what I. Here's why I failed accounting. I know why well, I didn't fail it, but I got C's in accounting. And here's, uh, I know exactly why, because it was in the middle of this lecture, right, that I just threw up my hands. I didn't actually like do this in class, but um, I mentally threw up my hands and said, well, this is just bullshit. They're just making shit up. <laughs> and uh, if you're familiar with accounting, KS, you, you know, I don't know if, how much of this matters to you in, in your lectures, um, but they brought up the idea of bad debt allowance. Are you familiar with this term? Either of you? Um uh, where, where you're supposed to uh, accommodate for the fact that maybe your debts m- won't be paid, so you've got to hold someone on side um, to cover. Well, you don't hold it on the side. That's the thing. It's it's a bullshit term. So as as far as my like, you know, it's been tw- almost twenty years now. But as far as my like freshman college memory goes, right, accounting is like double entry bookkeeping. So everything has to balance, mm-hmm. right? Like you assets and li- uh, assets equals like liabilities and expenses, right? Like that's the formula. Mm-hmm. And they go like, well, on, on this one side, you have this liability. Um, you, you have this liability called like accounts receivable, right? And this is the money that people owe you. Mm-hmm. And it's supposed to be, you know, tied to an asset on the asset side or whatever. And then they go like, well, sometimes you just don't get all your money back and you're not going to get all your money back. Mm-hmm. What do we do? The accounts won't balance. And they went, you just create an entry on this side over here called bad debt allowance, and it equals the money you're not going to get back. Boom, everything balances again. Hmm. And well, that's the dumbest fucking thing I've ever heard. Like well, I'm, I mean, you, so you basically, you have a loss, but you have to have a way to account for that loss. Well, the, uh, the, the accounting for the loss is the creation of a, a line item called bad debt allowance. It doesn't I mean, mean it doesn't matter what you call it. You still have to account for the loss and say, "Well, this is the column that goes for the where the losses are." That column is bad debt allowance. That's what I'm saying. Okay. So, so for these central banks, if the if the government of Argentina owes them, a, you know, a trillion dollars, right? On the side that it says Argentina owes us eleven trillion dollars, on the other or one trillion dollars, on the other side they go bad debt allowance one trillion dollars, and then it's off the books. Like that's it. It's no, just it's still gone. on the book. <laughs> that's it's still accounted for. <laughs> right, but you're never gonna get it. That's why you yeah. have to have this. And then yeah. when the fiscal year is up, you close the book. New year starts. You're not in debt anymore, or they're not in debt anymore because it's been written okay. off. Right. The, you know, you get you get to write off expenses on your taxes. Right. Well, companies can write off debt. We're never gonna get this back. Boom. It's gone. Yeah. Well, what I think is funny is okay. You got a central bank that can print money, and they say, oh, well, the government owes this much money. The government could say, well, I'm not going to give it to you. And the central bank could go, okay, we'll just print it for ourselves. There. Yeah. It's paid. <laughs> you know? Right. It's like, who cares? Which, which is just as bogus as, bad, en- as uh, 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 bad debt allowance, right? It's just, it's an entry in the system. And, it, and it, it's wiped out, you know, the minute you close the books on that, like, fiscal year. So if, if, the, if the bank's going, well, you owe us all this money, he goes, you're never going to get it. Write it off. We know we're we're not. You, you, people are no longer having to use your your money, your your printed dollars, your pesos, right? So there's no there's no longer a way to pay you back. Just write it. You can you can take it back in other goods, other services somehow if you wish to negotiate with all those individual people who you claim owe you money. Uh, but the the previous Argentine government no longer exists, um, and I'm not responsible for their debts. What's really hilarious is is China threatened to to crush uh, Argentina's economy, and China's economy is trash right now. I mean, it's falling apart. Like yeah, well, absolutely, people. There's I mean, there's entire cities that used to be you know 
bustling and hustling. And now there's zero people walking on the street, like entire like highways just completely deserted. And uh, so, yeah, they're, they're, they're hurting really, really bad right now. I mean, that's, that's not surprising when you're running, you know, when your banking is centrally commanded, right? When you're, when you're letting the cronies like, just like in the United States, when you're letting the cronies um, have first feed at the trough, right? It, it, it's doomed to fail. And so he, he could just let that bank fail. Yeah. Now, you know, we, we asked the earlier question, um, can he do it? Well, this is, I'm going to plead ignorance, right? Like, I don't know how Argentine politics works. Is it, is it modeled after the U.S. system? Like if, you know, even, even within the U.S. system, uh, the, the president is the head of the, uh, you know, the, the executive branch, right? He, he can make decisions within his branch, on how things are enforced, right? Like that's so. If if President Malay has has a similar functioning government, right? The the Congress can pass all the laws that they want. He doesn't have to sign them. He can veto them, and or and or he can just have his you know his enforcers, the the enforcement arm of the executive branch, um, not enforce them, right? And and fire everybody in the executive branch that he's allowed to control like if you want if you want to close it down you go like nope this is this is this is my department uh we're closing it down unfortunately mc for you that would mean like no cops right that that's that's part of the executive branch yeah and that's what i was trying to say is 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 the cops that he has control over going to be the the last or is you know like what is the strategy we'll just have to let him you know we'll just have to watch because that's all we can do yeah and again my my general fear is that much like you know, it's it's sound verbiage, uh, but you know, politics, uh, you know, power corrupts absolute power corrupts absolutely. Um, my general fear is he will be either hamstrung or complicit um, in not maintaining his campaign promises, like not following through. But he talks such a big game, <laughs> right? He yeah. put on the costume, you know, he knows about Rothbard. He, you know, uh, they've I think they've even thrown in the word Hayekian in there. Right, but we'll see so if he takes he takes office December 9th or something. Okay, let's just see if he starts chucking you know leftists from hel- helicopters and see how that goes yeah. too. Well, so, yeah, sometime in December, you know, wait for the helicopters to come out. From what I see, that it's very close to the U.S. system. It's a okay executive branch, legislative branch, and judicial branch. In the congressional legislative branch, they have two two houses: Senate and a Chamber of Deputies, which is like the Congress. I mean, the House of Representatives. Uh, so it's very similar structure, I think, and, as the U.S. And probably a little bit of, you know, CIA uh, behind the, the curtains pulling strings. <laughs> we'll see how quickly he gets assassinated. <coughs> then we'll know. Well, that, yeah, that's a, that's a worry, you know. If it happens real quick, we can believe all of his claims were true. If he is, if he is merely a show puppet or, or becomes one, right, this is another thing that, I don't know how true it is, but I remember hearing it at the time, and it it may have influenced my uh, my fears of government, right? And that's when Jesse Ventura won the governorship of Minnesota. <laughs> well, you're laughing. What do you think I'm gonna say? Well, I don't know. I I I, I never thought he was like a super principled person. He's so. not. He's an independent. He's definitely not a libertarian. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Go. Who's this? Jesse Who? Ventura. So yeah, I oh, just yeah, don't know yeah. where the comparison's going, but go ahead. Well, because I were in an, in an interview post election, right? Like when he was out of office, Jesse Ventura levied the claim that as soon as I won, they, he did not identify they, they brought me into an office and they told me how things really worked, right? Like he got the talk allegedly. Mm-hmm. He All got right. the talk from the shadow government that really runs things. They said, "Okay, you won." Now here's how things really work. And he was enlightened to the fact that he had no real power, right? And so the, my comparison to Javier Malays, he's an outsider who won, right? And at some point, he may get the talk either before or after his inauguration, right? Okay, you won. We have a meeting set, right? And we're going to tell you how things really work. And I, I don't think he would go to that meeting. He'd probably just be like, ah, I've got better things to do. Okay. I mean, does he have a family? Does he have children? Does he have anyone in his life that matters? Right. Cause th- they will make an example 
fairly quickly if he does not, you know, if, if he doesn't. Well, maybe the CIA is all gay and woke now, and they and they won't stoop to that level anymore. Yeah, yeah. They're, they're just too too focused on rainbows and unicorns. It'll it'll be a rainbow brake line that gets cut in his presidential limo. But that's the that's what I'm saying. Like I I remember hearing Jesse Ventura say that. I go, oh okay, like that that now a lot of things now make sense, right? Why don't politicians uh, uphold their campaign promises? Uh, because if they win. They get the talk, right, and things go differently than they had anticipated. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm sure there was a time, and and some places that happens, um, but I don't know how. How do you? I think things have probably changed, loosened up a little bit because otherwise, Rand Paul wouldn't be able to threaten Fauci and still be alive. Well, unless, again, in, unless he's a either controlled opposition or they don't think he has enough power to do anything, you can threaten all you want. Right, you can hand ring all you want. You can say whatever you want, but nothing but, is going to change. I mean, Rand Paul versus uh, uh, Jesse Ventura, though. I mean, Jesse Ventura really didn't have like that much power. So, <laughs> why would he get the talk? Because he was the outsider coming in. <laughs> okay, you got you got so as long ask as Jesse. you're inside insider already, then then you don't get the talk. Well, insiders know how things work, right? In insiders know how to play the game of politics insiders are like the actual pro wrestlers right they 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 put on a, they stage performance for the crowd and then they go to the bar together after the show so Rand paul Rand paul versus uh anthony fauci right is the is the show that they put on for the crowd and then i don't know what happens after the show i don't know if they're close i don't know if they're friends i'm not going to presume anything but we we know that both sides are are boisterous in their rhetoric when in front of a camera right and then don't do much of that you know behind the scenes they get into they they get into the building and they're cordial and they're friendly and they're laughing because they're work colleagues right but then they say outrageous shit you know when they have an when they have an open forum and javier malay right could be the outrageous shit that they say out in the open forum knowing that he's not going to be as effective as he would probably like to be Knowing that it's likely, it you know, it's possible that it still will get worse. Uh, and in however many years before their next election, they'll say, see, those libertarian ANCAPs, uh, what they wanted to do didn't work at all. And everyone is still worse off. It, Argentina could easily, if you're conspiracy minded, Argentina could easily be the test bed to turn the rest of the world off towards libertarian ideals. Hmm. I don't know. Actually, Argentina is already getting a whole bunch of an investment because of his wins. I found out some uh, rather interesting thing. I remember reading in the sort of the mainstream media when they were attacking Millet in the campaign. They said, "Well, his vice president is an apologist for the um, for the military dictatorial regime uh, that preceded the democracy." So I looked her up. Actually, uh, she's a human rights activist who has been tallying the losses of, of life through that regime, but she wrote a book about the other dead, meaning the ones that were killed by the, uh, the so-called uh, democratic regime, the, the left wings that were allied, allied with, um, uh, with um, Castro and, and the left wing. They were executing and disappearing people before that too, and she was taking account of that. And so the media just glossed that over and say, oh, well, that's... You're saying that all the dead weren't in the right-wing military regime, so you're an apologist for the for the right wing. Yeah, see how <laughs> they spin it. Amazing how they sp spun that completely. All right, let's. That's, that's that's what they're good for is 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 making everything unintelligible. <laughs> yeah, let's do this article, um, and then maybe we'll move on. Unless you guys, yep, do you have any more upfront to no, say no. about this? Okay, fine. The scam headline: the scam of politics continues. Uh, man is not what he thinks he is. He is what he hides. Andre Malraux. Uh, lying will become much more prevalent. How is that possible over the next years? As we have entered the final lap of election madness in the U.S. The next presidential selection is now less than a year away. So the gloves are off and how the lies will fly. The promises of idiocy have already begun, of course, but all will get much worse every day from this day forward. As always, no matter how this election and all others turn out or not, uh, the only assured real change will be no change at all. 
There is no savior, you see, especially in politics, where the most evil among us reside. Division will only escalate, and therefore the common theme pursued by the maddening crowd will be hatred, just as is planned by the ruling few. The circus has already begun, as the Argentinian election has just concluded, and libertarians are ecstatic at the outcome. This is to be expected because regardless of the total failure of any and all politics, political systems, political parties, and elections, regardless of the massively growing tyranny, the complete lack of freedom, relentless wars, and spying and surveillance of every human movement, faith in political saviors, moronic hopium, continues its grip on those who spew the trumpery, uh, pun intended, that things will be better this time. Stupidity at this level is difficult to imagine, but alas, believers in government continue to cling to the idiocy that we all we need is a better ruler. Libertarian outsider Javier Malay has just easily secured the presidency of Argentina, uh, which is considered a coup for freedom-loving libertarians everywhere. He has promised what is considered by most some very radical changes in Argentina, changes that include blowing up the central bank and reconstruction of the Argentinian economic system. He also wants to get rid of the peso and replace it with the U.S. dollar, which is rapidly failing fiat monetary unit itself, and certainly not real money. He calls himself an anarcho-capitalist, and some of his beliefs lean in that direction. But he still wants to rule over his country with a heavy hand. If he fails in what he has promised... Yep, go ahead. Again, who's the author of this? Andre Maru, did you say? Uh, No, that was the quote at the beginning. The author is Gary D. Barnett. Oh, okay, okay. Sorry to interrupt. Yeah, no worries. Uh, If he fails at what he has promised, he will be able to blame it on the fact that he has no control over the legislature, which could be a convenient excuse. After saying he would burn down the central bank, he will now appoint a new central bank head and central economic team. He is also, it seems, close to Zelensky, a supporter of Ukraine and and of Zionist Israel. So he is not opposed to war and genocide. In addition, he said he would retreat uh, from ties with countries including Russia, China, and Brazil, uh, but does not. Uh, but does not that contradict his free market position? Actually, this sounds like protectionism and market control to me, not anarcho-capitalism. I would wish for better things to happen in Argentina, as it cannot get much worse there economically. But thinking that this new ruler will change the country and make it a bastion of freedom and prosperity because of an election is just plain idiotic. I use the above example because putting any faith in uh, in any politician on earth, even one like Malay, in any political party, in any ruling system, or in any election, is completely asinine. But then, the show must go on, because the masses of dolts who make up what is referred to as societies and nation-states need their dominating and manipulative circus in order to escape all sanity and reality— by having a master to own and control them, so that they do not have to be responsible for themselves. The next big election in this country is coming up soon, and all indications at this time lead to a grand rematch between Biden and Trump. A brain-dead, retarded, warmongering, socialistic, fascist pedophile, and a narcissistic, egomaniacal, homicidal warmonger, bioweapon injection pusher, genocide-supporting, protectionist fascist. Uh, I could go on and on with these descriptions, but I think my point is made. And I'll interject. I don't know which one is which. Uh, Is this all there is? Is this the best you can do? Pick out two old, evil, corrupt, criminal fools who take orders from their masters so that they can run your lives? I tell you what you can and cannot do, where you may or may not go, how much of what is yours that they will allow you to keep, what wars in which you may die, what innocents you should kill, uh, what you may do with or put into your own body, what you may say or write whether you may protect yourself or not, and what master hat you have to not only accept, but vote to place in power over you. This sounds like a collective enslaved horde of ignoramuses being controlled by a ruling master class of demons. As George Carlin so eloquently put it, never underestimate the power of stupid people in large groups. Isn't it grand that you are not alone in your voting stupidity? What a comfort it must be to be able to share your misery among all others who also think they get to pick their own almighty king and master to give them everything they need and want. There is voting in small towns and cities and countries and states in countries, oh, counties, uh, and in huge mega nation states. Uh, the Canadians elected Trudeau, the French elected Macron, the Germans elected Merkel, the UK elected Sunak, Australia elected Albanese, Russia 
uh, elected Putin, Zionist Israel, elected Netanyahu, and the list goes on. In this fascist oligarchy called America, both candidates vying for the presidency have each been elected, and look where it led. And now you'll choose one of the same two criminals who have ruined your lives for years, and you will deserve every single consequence you have wrought. What all of these and most other so-called rulers have in common is that they are lying, thieving criminals, and murdering scoundrels. Elections, of course, do not matter because the lowly, useless eaters, as they are seen by the ruling class, continue to allow their masters to rule, and therefore they willingly become servants to those things they voluntarily put in power over them. This has never worked out for any good, but do not worry, I'm sure it will get better this time. Get ready as you will be inundated by political and election propaganda throughout the next year, saturating the media, and then you can all run to your local precincts, hide behind the curtains in your voting booth, and maybe, just maybe, your demon will win out over their demon so you can party like it's 1984. This next presidential election will be the 60th one since 1789. Things have worsened every single time. Freedom has been eliminated more after every election. Debt and monetary inflation has reached heights unimagined on earth. Censorship and surveillance have consumed all of this country's population. 94% of our existence has been steeped in wars of aggression. Poverty is becoming rampant and every form of terror has been inflicted on the people in this country and most others. But you are all expected to pick your next political ruling monster without prejudice towards this insane and evil manipulation called elections. And you will gladly oblige your political lords and saviors. Will it ever stop? Will the people at large ever understand that government is not the answer to freedom? It is the antithesis of it. Or will this be your fate for eternity as humans, as humanity becomes just another extinct species and the only one to fully cause its own demise? I guess being the only species with the ability to reason is not all it was cracked up to be. One final quote. When one, it with, with, uh, when one with honeyed words but evil mind persuades the mob, great woes befall the state, uh, Euphrates and Orestes. End of the article. Uh, your thoughts on the uh, the Argentinian side as we're wrapping that up or on the upcoming presidential election in the United States? Uh, <clears throat> I don't really have much thoughts on it right now. <laughs> well, I, mean, I, I get his um, antagonism and hostility, but um, I mean, I, I, I don't see um, what, I, mean, I get, okay, what, what's he for? Just that, that, okay, that we should run our own lives. Okay. That's, that's good. Um, I mean, he's so imbued. Well, I'm, I feel the hostility too, that he feels about, uh, uh, the system as it is, but, um, well, the, the only thing missing from the article is okay. All that. Now what's your solution? And he doesn't yeah, provide one. Yeah. Yeah, I do. Yeah. That's exactly the, the thing. I'm, I mean, I, I hear his rant. I felt like it was a rant and, um, and that's nothing new in the case. So there's a lot out there and a lot of people don't know well exactly what, I mean, they're, they are pursuing their own lives and, and uh, along with their lives. Okay. Maybe 1% of their time, they see this stuff in the news and they say, Oh, well, gee, Malay sounds pretty good to me. Why trash him? Why, why make it so, um, um, hard on the people who are busy with their lives and they look up and they see a guy who's, who's, um, you know, talking about freedom and getting rid of the government and instead of just saying, Hey, yeah, try it, you know, get, get, you know, elect him. Why, why is it such a bad thing? I think it's a pretty good thing that there was an alternative. I mean, yeah, that's why libertarians are so excited about it because they haven't seen anything like this succeed for a long, long time. Yeah. Well, okay. So I'll, I will try my best to compare this for you um, to my feelings towards Ron Paul, because Ron Paul is the big libertarian hero and credit where it's due, he brought many thousands of individuals to the ideas of freedom or liberty, and then he stopped them at the voting booth. Because as long as he was there, right, there was a guy, there was someone who we could vote for that might make a difference rather than moving past the, uh, the voting line into let's look at alternative solutions because this voting thing is bullshit. Right, like he, uh, he. I don't think so. You you can do both. You can you can vote and you can do other things. Well, you absolutely can. But what I'm saying is that there are people that believe that believe in politics because of Ron Paul, where they might have skipped that step and moved directly into the you know the realms of anarchism had he not made a play for the throne. 
No, I, I view him as much more than that. He was a great educator. A lot of people, um, they it, what he said resonated with them and educated them and brought them into connection with a lot of other people who were of like mind. Otherwise, they, they wouldn't have had a reason to rally together. They would have atomized uh, through through society in their own life. But this was a... Um, he educated about them, uh, them about these these issues by standing. I think uh, it's a very courageous thing to stand up on the on the stage, for, say, for example, with those other nine Republicans, all um, saying, "Yeah, we got to go into the Iraq War," and for him to say no, um, that emboldens and encourages and educates a lot of people about. Well, wait a minute, there is an alternative, and so that was that was a necessary and helpful thing. Well, but but the alternative still flows through the political realm. That's my point, right? Just just vote the right person in, and they will vote against the war. And so Argentina has has voted in Javier Malay, right? And if if things go well, the best case scenario is things go well, and people will still be, and and then people will believe that voting can have an impact, and that will delay other votes in like all other countries. Because they'll just wait for their savior to come along. No, I don't think. Well, you know, there will be some people who feel that way, but there are others who just who then find it uh, a new path to be energized themselves. I mean, a lot of people, having been enlightened, then act on it. They don't just sit around and wait for the next person to come by. I mean, some do. Yeah, there, there's going to be some in every category. Well, I think I that think some is totally the majority. Useless. That's my general feeling: is that some is the majority. And also, I, I get this feeling that there's such a, a drumbeat of negativism. Actually, life is pretty good. Life is much better than that. I mean, why isn't the, why isn't it the tyranny and the, and, the, and the oppression much, 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 much worse than it is right now? Well, because there's a lot of good things going on. People are pursuing their own lives uh, free of government. Government isn't the whole of their existence, as it seems to be by this guy's uh, rant. Um, there's a lot going on in life and a lot of prosperity. That's why people are enjoying all the pursuits, traveling all over the world, uh, able to be on this broadcast, uh, do um, lots of things that, uh, it's, and, you know, he says that the world was at its best in 1789 when the, when the country was first formed. No, I don't think so. Well, I don't know if he said the world was at its best, but he said there was more freedom and liberty at that time. I don't think so at all. <laughs> okay. Certainly not for a black slave, certainly not for women, certainly not for Indians, certainly not for um, young people. And it didn't, get, it didn't get better when it went towards the Civil War. Uh, that was, that was, that was uh, worse. But, I mean, I mean it's, the world is a mix of things. It's not just all this, this uh, 100% rant. Well, uh, I mean, rant. where was the peak for you then? Because it no, seems I, to me like being able to travel freely – Right. The, no, they didn't have supercars. Right. But they got on their horse. They, you know, hooked up their wagon and they went wherever they pleased. And when they couldn't go no further, they stopped. They set up a homestead. Right. They built a cabin. They had children. They farmed. They hunted. They fished all without government permission to 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 live their life at that time the best that they could. And the people well, in America me, today no longer can. Well, life was very, very short in those days. I mean, you, the, the, the ways that you could just die of starvation or poverty, the one reason that the, that the settler could go out and in his wagon and go where he wanted to was because the cavalry was sent out there to kill all the Indians that would, uh, that would resist them. I mean, look what, uh, how many Indian tribes were just resettled and, and, and moved and a third of them died in the, uh, from exposure on the in the path, as as Andrew Jackson, the Indian killer, rounded up the Seminoles from all of Florida and sent them off to what was supposed to be a wasteland in Oklahoma at the time. I mean, I'd I'd say that these were horrendous times for um, non-male. Okay. Um, so I'll make that comparison. I'll make the comparison to the standing army that we have today, going out and killing brown people in all the other countries with the same claim, like you are free. Because we've taken care of all the bad guys for you. Oh, I, I'm with you on that. I think that it's horrendous, the things that the U.S. military is uh, doing. Um, but it, it, it uh, leads to more freedom. Around the world. Le leads to well, more freedom for Americans. 
Okay. Yeah. It, you, you're right. It's 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 a huge mix, but I don't I I don't. Um, yeah, I'm just not as negative about it as as this guy. I I I feel like maybe I'm just an optimist. I feel like uh, um, I I might it, suggest then that some of that is uh, the seen and the unseen, right? Like technology pushes everything forward, progress is made, but what you don't see is the possibility of how far that progress could have been made without the government's thumb restricting it, right? They they don't oh, yeah. cut off the valve completely. But they squeeze the tube. Sure, but it, but also at the same time, the individual drive of all these three hundred million people, producers and and uh, um, people living their lives, are always finding ways around the government. I yes, mean, we we now don't have laws that outlaw homosexuality. We don't have laws now that I mean, there are, the laws on the smoking of marijuana are less repressive than they were before. Yeah, but um, if you get rid of you the know, government, you wouldn't have had that law in the first place. He's not arguing against that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, I don't. I don't understand that. Right? You, things things are better because people worked around the government. We're we're arguing against the the author of that. Uh, uh, Gary Barnett or, or, scam of yeah, politics continues. Go on. Yeah. So he. Um, yeah, it was just a negative rant, and, and yeah, no, it absolutely was. It's like, okay, we get it. Government bad. All right. Now what? <laughs> nothing new here. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, the, the, the claim on the table, right, is, is that we are better off when we work around the government. And, That's true. And th- okay, good. And this particular negative rant is to illustrate how bad the government actually is. And hopefully, you know, maybe it doesn't move people the way that, you know, a softer approach might but that it moves people away from depending on the government uh, to be in their lives, right? And when you have outsiders like Javier Malay win. It's like, yes, every, let, let's say just everybody agrees that, that the government is bad and we could do better without it. Yeah. Um, that's still not a reason to celebrate somebody, somebody going through the government process and perhaps making some success in shrinking the government. If he does, that's the thing. Yeah. So that's the okay. thing we have well, to give wait. Him, give we him, have to yeah. wait and see. We we can't really. I mean, we can speculate, but it's kind of pointless. You know, okay. it'll, it'll happen soon enough. I, I would say that it uh, still this kind of um, game of of democracy and the battling forces that are out there is still a better game than people had, as the millions of people had under the Soviet Union, under uh, the the uh, Communist Party of China under um, Hitler and Mussolini. And the 20th century was filled with autocrats that, um, you know, um, with, there was no ballot box that mattered at all. And thank goodness there is a ballot box that can toss out this one regime and replace it with another. I mean, I consider a ballot is, is a form of self-defense. It's in many cases, in most cases, I guess, uh, better than a bullet because the bullets fly in all directions, just as ballots fly in all directions, but they're, you know, um, it's just one way of self-defense, and I, I give people credit for, for exercising that. And, okay. and also the author uh, claimed that, that just because you vote that you're going to be gleeful about, about what you get and that you deserve everything you get. It's like some people are really unhappy that they have to go vote or feel they have to, and, and, most, and mostly it is a, a vote against what they perceive that they don't like not really for what they do like well some people really there's a problem with the system some people really like trump or some people really like biden but most people are just voting against what they don't like yeah that 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 is that is a problem inherent in the system um and i would again i would suggest a, a little more imagination not comparing the current american system with like fascist and socialist and communist regimes of the past right but compare it to what could have been absent the government here, right? Yes, it's better than Nazi Germany or Stalinist Russia or Leninist Russia or, you know, fascist Italy, right? But what could it have been? No, I, I completely agree with you. Yeah. But that's, that's a, you know, hypothetical situation. And the question is, how do you get there? Argentina yes. chose a ballot box instead of everybody grabbing guns and storming the capital. If they if they get there, and again, this is you know, it, this is directly from Bastia, right? This is what 
what, no offense, good economists do, right? They ask the next question. They look at not only what is seen, but what is unseen, right? The, the, the effects of policy that not only manifest, but what would have manifest in its place absent the policy. Keep in mind, Bastiat was a member of the French Assembly, and he wrote extensively to persuade his fellow man not to side with the socialists. He was part of the political system, and um, you know because that was the system, you know, and that was if you you can't just say, well, I'm going to dream a world and and think about what it what it could be. You go at the world as it is. Use the tools and methods that are there. All right. So and in Malay's place, the helicopters are loaded. Right. Yeah. <laughs> the commies are rounded up. That's the tools you got. That's the tools you use. But e- even if the you know the tool the tool being the ballot box or whatever is available, it doesn't mean you have to stop there. I mean, you could, you could still uh, vote for Miley, Miley and and then and then grab the gun and still storm the Capitol later, or yeah. <laughs> or right now if you want or whatever. <laughs> you you are correct. And my point for bringing up Ron Paul is that too many people stop there. Right. He got them part of the way, and because he was successful at getting them part of the way, many of them did not take the next step. Which would be? Uh, more towards anarchism, less towards liberty, love, and republicanism. Yeah, I think, I think a lot of people did that, but just not in the form of violence towards the government. In what ways did they do that, that you've seen? Moved to New Hampshire. Okay. Start a business. Okay. The move to New Hampshire to- precedes the Ron Paul stuff, by the way. Sure, but okay. Um, I wouldn't have heard about it without Ron Paul. Okay, um, and then or, or I mean, just people trying to find ways, uh, you know, tax loopholes or uh, finding other ways to uh, yeah live their lives without the government involved. Yeah, yeah, excess excess energy spent on workarounds, and again, I will highlight that without having to work, without having to use that energy on workarounds, the the full the full use of their efforts could have been used better. Yeah. And, I mean, but you gotta, you gotta like you take, you gotta remove the yoke of the state before you can exercise the, your full efforts towards the pursuit of liberty and happiness. Sure. Yeah. But that, that yoke's kind of in the way. So we're trying to get it off of us. <laughs> it is. Yeah. Master, master, I, we've taken a vote. Will you please remove the yoke now? No. All right. Like, you know, some, uh, last week on free talk live, someone called in and said, um, you know, they were, they were pitching an organization here in New Hampshire and it was, you know, we've sent a strongly worded letter to the governor demanding that he take such and such actions. Right. And, and my question to the caller was, or what, right. If you, if you're going to like make a demand of somebody, right. There, there has to be a follow-up when they don't comply with your demand, put your hands up or we'll shoot. Right. Demand and consequence. There was no consequence in the letter. There's there's no consequence in most of the actions people take uh, at the at the ballot box. Don't don't test us. We will vote harder than four years. Guess what we watched uh, the other night? Uh, Avatar. The, the the Jones Plantation. Oh, I I downloaded. I still haven't gotten to it. But go on if oh, you want to comment on. Okay, yeah, it's good. Yeah, it's it it is really good. Um, I I still wish uh, that they would. I wish somebody would see it and then want to make a more professional version of it. It's actually, okay. it's, it's, it's pretty good for, uh, what do you call that? A, a, an indie film? Yeah, sure. Um, but uh, so, some of the pacing is a little bit weird and the music is a little bit weird, but that's because he did all the music himself. Um, and, and I think people that don't understand Larkin Rose, like have never been exposed to it, uh, won't, really understand what he's getting at and what the what the point is so what one of the things that we were, we were talking about the other night was how uh, he, he was trying to point out how people will defend the system and so there's a there's a scene where he creates the 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 antagonist uh was uh creating a a tragedy yep uh, to to get their minds off of something else that the government did and and it, and it worked and so he created this tragedy and then somebody pointed out, hey, that, that guy did it. And, and the rest of the people would not acknowledge it because if they acknowledge it, then they, that would be claiming that, okay, this, this guy that we elected is totally evil. And we yeah. won't do that because that would make them complicit in, in the evil, like we elected an evil person. Yep. And also that they would have to do something about it. 
And that would be hard because how do you, how do you fight against this person that's willing to kill you? You know? So yeah, his point, his Larkin Rose's point is people would rather be safe and comfortable than have to acknowledge that the government is actually evil. Yeah. Valid. Right. That's, that's why I still see posts on social media from acquaintances or social media friends. I still have on Facebook, right. Telling me how great Barack Obama was. Yeah. And because they're from Hawaii and you got to support Barack Obama if you're from Hawaii because well, you spent some time there. Well, if people believe that Barack Obama is still good, it's just because their eyes are closed. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Because if they open their eyes, they would have to change their position and people won't. Yeah. Well, my point is, even if they saw it, they, they wouldn't, they would, they would make some other rationale. Yeah. But they don't even want to see it. Um, but anyway, I hope that makes you excited to see it. So, yeah, I just. I, I'll be, I again I downloaded I will give Larkin Rose money when he presses some DVDs that I can purchase a physical copy oh, like yeah. all I pay I have paid for all of his works like I have physical copies of all of his books I have the I have the DVD of the video that you can freely watch on YouTube um, I think I've even bought like the digital copy of, of the Iron Web at one point in time just just to have it on an e-reader so I downloaded I downloaded the Jones Plantation because he's not pressing physical copies yet. So once he does that, he'll get my money. Uh, you know that is a, if I don't think he listens, but if any word gets to him, that is a promise. Like I will, I will pay once I can get the physical copy. Um, but my like on a personal level, I've just been backlogged with so many normal movies and blockbusters and media to get through that I just you know it's it's on the that one. What's the other one um, that t- got heat in the media? Um, for the the tr- uh, child trafficking or whatever. Oh yeah, I remember that. Um, you saw that one, didn't you? Oh yeah. <laughs> okay, <laughs> I know yeah. what I'm talking about. <laughs> whatever it is, like those yeah. those are like in my queue, uh, ready to go. I just haven't I just haven't had the proper opportunity to watch. You know what else is in my queue that I haven't had the opportunity? Saw ten. You know, <laughs> like I'm totally gonna watch that at some point. I just I just haven't had time for it yet. The seen and the unseen. <laughs> scream six, seven. I don't know. Uh, I've seen so. the most recent Scream. I don't know. They're working oh. on whatever one is next, and I have not seen that. Okay. But yeah, those you know franchise movies, whatever. I'll, I'm I'm all for it. All right. Um, anything else on Malay? No. Or any no. anything else on the upcoming election? No. Nope. The U.S. upcoming election? No. Yeah. Okay. That's, that's still quite Always a ways away. Yeah. Somebody asked me about that, and I'm like, it's still it's still early. Like the Democrats haven't even picked their guy yet. It's probably not going to be Biden. But. Well, the Republicans <laughs> haven't picked their guy yet either. Like, just, well, I mean, presumption it's going to be Trump. Yeah. So it's like, yeah, it's pretty early. I mean, but at least it's it's kind of narrowing down. I think Nikki Haley is 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 pretty much out because of her uh, idea about forcing everybody to sign up on a government website if they want to talk on the internet. <laughs> Is she really? out? I thought she was like one of I the front runners the, to actually take of, down yeah, Trump. I thought she was a front runner. And I didn't. I mean, that she, yeah, she was this week. One of the top four, I guess, and, until the last debate, and then she was. She she said something about uh, she she wanted to remove anonymity from people's web posts, and so if you get on Facebook okay. or Reddit or whatever, if you make a post, then then you have to have your real ID associated with whatever you post, so everybody knows that the person is real. Okay. It's like she's never been on the internet. Yeah. Right? Like, it's like not as only, only is it impossible, but it's, it's, it's probably immoral to, to force people to go, jump through that hoop. Well, one of the beautiful things about the early internet was everyone had a screen name, and that's just mm-hmm. how you knew people. Mm-hmm. Right? And somewhere along the line, that went away, Facebook, and ruin, ruined the ideas of having screen names and anonymity. And you just knew this guy as like, you know, Podunk Surfer 85. You had no idea you, what it meant, but that's that's what it's named. Facebook by a, a, a screen name. What's that? Can you, Mo- most people use their real names on Facebook. You no, can you, you can put whatever you want. Well, you can try to put whatever you want, and it, and at some point, Facebook asks you what your real name is. I know this because I'm ID verified on Facebook as Rich E Rich. Like Facebook said, like we don't think this is real. You need to prove it to us, and so I sent them, you know, a picture of my. Uh, private market uh, identification card along with an Amazon address label where I received packages as Richie Rich. And they went, okay, we will never bother you about this again. Uh, Capt- Captain Kickass of Free Talk Live is verified, is, you know, name verified as Captain Kickass, but he had to jump through hoops and, 
you know, was spamming the board of directors to get this thing taken care of and give him his Facebook account back. Uh, but if you don't, if you don't provide your real name and someone goes like, I don't think this is him, uh, you will be giving them, you know, well, YouTube will likely be giving them government identification to prove it. Well, yeah. Okay. Um, for a private platform, it's entirely up to them, what, whatever they want to do, but um, right. the, the government shouldn't, shouldn't be mandating it, you know? Understood. But that, that private platform in their mandates because of their size, um, gave more credence to the idea of real people identifying themselves by their real name online. Well, isn't this something that got Musk into trouble with, uh, on X with Twitter because he was, um, wanted to have people verify who they were rather than, um, be unverified. Or that, well, you know. so on Twitter, people would pay money to be verified because yep. they, they wanted people to know that, Hey, this is the real me. So somebody couldn't just claim, oh, I'm Barack Obama. I'm, I'm saying some crazy things, you know. Okay. So and some people had, like, the real Barack Obama because someone else had taken their name prior. Yeah. Um, so that that's a, yeah, kind of a different issue. Um, but Twitter used, used their verification uh, platform as a way to only uh, let uh, the left know who the left was. But if you're a right-wing person, they wouldn't verify you. And so... It, it caused chaos because any you know nobody would could nobody could trust that 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 right wing person was actually the right wing person because it could be anybody. And like, hey, I'd like to be verified. I'd like people to know that this is the real me, but they wouldn't allow people on the right wing to do do so. This was pre Musk takeover. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. So, so that at one point, Twitter was just a big leftist uh, clown show, and I didn't have any reason to even be on there or look at anything because it was completely censored. It was completely lopsided and, and just a horrible place to be. Mm-hmm. And now it's a ubiquitous clown show all the way around. Yeah. yeah. All right. Is, is Musk going to survive with Twitter or is it, um, I mean, I, what I hear in the media is that, Oh, he's ruined it and it's, and, and it won't be successful. Well, he, he and, was on his, on his way to turning it around. Um, have you heard in the latest news? So yeah. there's, uh, media matters uh, it's a another media outlet whatever they created this scheme to have accounts con- continuously refresh the page over and over to try to get the ads to pop up and then they'd uh, if if they saw uh some type of uh i don't know right-wing person a right-wing nazi or something on the screen at the same time as an ad they would say see oh Elon Musk is making money off of, you know, Nazis. off of, yeah, yeah. <laughs> not, yeah, Nazi content being paid, you know, with, with these ads. And, and it was really like, you know, a one in a 10,000 time thing. And they have a pretty good handle on what their ads go up against. Um, but uh, they, they made this big campaign about it. And they, so they, they got like uh, 10 uh, uh, corporations to stop uh, ads at the exact same time because of this i mean all the all these companies are woke anyway and so they're they're all they they all want to uh punish musk so that so they're they're on board with uh what, whatever nonsense comes out any reason to to cancel advertisements they'll, they'll jump on board with every, as long as everybody else does it the, the, sh- so, the sh- go ahead finish so so they did that they all they all canceled their ads at the same time and now musk is suing media matters because it's it's nonsense made mm-hmm. up it's it's a hit piece um, mm. and yeah, so he's using government anarchists probably against that, but at the same time, like he, I mean, it is coming after his money and yeah. so he's, he's making a public spectacle out of it because that's what, that's what everybody wants. So if you <laughs> want to do that, like, okay, whatever, it's a big, you know, let the clown show, uh, go on. Yeah. The, the short answer for UKS is, um, if the mainstream media is against Elon Musk, uh, it's likely because that particular outlet has a left-wing bias, right? Mm. Um, and then the long answer is, well, the valuation for Twitter is down since he took over, right? Mm-hmm. So he's yeah. got to figure out a way to get the valuations back up and make money. But, but to be fair, the valuation, the valuation was overvalued because there were a bunch of scammers at Twitter that were... Well, no, over- it was overvalued because Elon Musk asked way overvaluation as a joke in order to get it. And then they well, held that, that, to it. Yeah, that's part of it. But also because 
at, at the time, uh, Twitter was uh, falsely advertising how many how many customers they had. So right, something like you know, I don't know, fifty to ninety percent of the the traffic they had on on Twitter was fake. Yeah, and so okay, well, if you get rid of that, the, all the fake stuff. And you tell tell the uh, advertisers, hey, you know, how much do you want to pay me to be on this website? They're going to be like, you only have this many million people, uh, right? <laughs> yeah. So, so he fall. he paid overvaluation, which was already inflated, and then when the truth came out, he lost the advertisers that were going to be lost anyway once the real valuation came through. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Final thoughts. Uh-huh. Good. All right, let's wrap it up there. Thank you very much for listening, everybody. You guys know where to find us, anarchistexperience.com, on Telegram, t.me slash anarchistexperience, or t.me slash theanarchistexperience. And if you would like to contribute to this show financially, you can do so through Patreon, patreon.com slash theanarchistexperience. Thank you very much for listening, and we'll talk to you all next week. Peace. Aloha.